What's hippin' happening this fine pie day? Oh, you know, just spilling my entire garbage can onto the floor of my kitchen, so I had to clean that up, which was fun. <laughs> made me real glad that I uh, cooked with raw chicken this afternoon, too, so... How did you manage to spill your garbage can? So it's like in an open cabinet. And so I normally leave it like sticking kind of like an inch out of the cabinet because like it's much wider than like two inches. So it easily balances there. And then I can just kind of toss stuff into it. And then Mm -hmm. I was going to like put something in. And so I just kind of grabbed it and pulled it a little bit further out. And it like was just far enough. And I just like barely pulled on it enough that like my hand wasn't there to support it really. And so just like started tipping and I just like in my attempt to catch it ended up more really kicking it over even worse. (laughs) Uh, And so it was, it was just one of those moments we were like, well, dang, that was a bummer. I really wish I hadn't done that. Yeah. That doesn't sound overly pleasant. How large is your kitchen trash can? Small. It's like a, I don't know. Uh, give it to me in units of microwaves Ooh, like exterior of microwave or interior of microwave exterior uh like 0.85 microwaves is, oh wow that's a that's like a bathroom sized trash can Dang. no you're thinking of small microwaves have you seen a microwave recently well okay in either case that's way smaller than like, I'm thinking of the microwave that's sitting on our counter right now. It's a big microwave, but that's still way smaller in my mind than a trash can. It's like it's like probably five to six gallons hmm. or something. Yeah, that, that seems pretty small to me. What would like 15 liters be? That sounds right. 15 liters to gallons. So yeah, it is, it is small. Maybe it's 15 liters or it's 20 liters or something. Hmm. It's small because my old apartment had... Like, the pipes under the sink were put in, like, the stupidest place possible. So it was, like, impossible to put a trash can under there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to get a kind of smaller one. It's, like, a, it's an intermediate size between, like, what you would normally think of as a kitchen gas or garbage can size. It's, like, halfway between that and, like, a bathroom garbage can size. So what is the reason that you are wedded to the idea of having a concealed trash can is how I'll put it. I'm not. Okay. It's not concealed. It's in an open cabinet. Well, no, I, I, but it's in a cabinet. It is not on the floor of your kitchen. Oh, so it's not in my way. Hmm. And so the cabinet that it's in is actually in, like, my portable island that I have, which is on wheels. So, like, having it positioned there means that no matter where I move my island, I always have perfect access to the trash can, too. Okay. So it's super convenient for cooking, kind of, no, because I do most of my prep, like, there. And so I can just kind of like, it's like right beneath me. So I can just be like chopping stuff and then just grab it and plop right in between my legs. And there it is. Hmm. Whatever works. It normally works great. This is the first time I've ever spilled the entire thing. Sure. Yeah, I was was just curious because Aaron and I have a pretty large trash can, I would say. And it's also, you know, growing up, we never did the beneath the counter, beneath the sink, anything like that garbage can. So I've mm-hmm. like growing up, it was always just out and okay. that's what ours is right now. It's at the end of our, we don't have an Island, but we have a, like, I think I said mm-hmm. before, like a breakfast bar kind of, kind of deal. Um, and so it's at the end of that. Ah, uh, 
So it, it works out pretty well for us. Now I'm understanding what you were describing. And I kind of got forced into this situation because my last apartment, like the kitchen had so little floor space. Mm-hmm. And like the way it was set up was like it would have been inconvenient enough to have it outside the kitchen that it was just like there's no other options. That's totally fair. Yeah, that definitely sounds obnoxious, if nothing else. Bit of a bummer, but I'm here now, so that's great. I'm glad to hear it. How was your weekend? Otherwise. (laughs) My weekend's been pretty baller, I don't know. How about you? How's your weekend been? It was good. It's it's been a very lazy weekend for us. Ah. Yesterday, we didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Aaron slept in pretty late. Um, And then... We went to the local grocery store to get a few things and also went to their, like, lunch counter place where they make sandwiches and have all that sort of stuff. So Mm -hmm. we did that. We were originally thinking of going down to Golden Gate Park this weekend, but it was, like, 20-mile-an-hour winds, and we didn't feel like dealing with that. So instead, we took our picnic blanket and had a picnic on our living room floor, Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that was good. And we started this weekend watching the Dark Knight Trilogy as our next series of movies to watch that Aaron has not watched. (laughs) That's a good one, too. So that that we're planning on watching. We watched Batman Begins last night, so we're probably going to watch the Dark Knight after you and I are done recording here. Nice. Yeah, it had been a long time since I've seen Batman Begins. I I think I've only seen it one time, and I knew... uh, that the Scarecrow was involved, but I just didn't remember all the details of what was going on. Uh, so it was kind of fun to watch it again. It kind of refreshed my memory. Mm-hmm. Really the only other thing, I, I've uh, acquired a new, uh, I'll call it a way of fidgeting. Because that's how it's mm. really manifested itself. Is I have been juggling. Nice. Yeah. And I've been using, for the last uh, couple weeks, Erin, instead of having dryer sheets, she has these, like, dryer balls, which what? are just, like, the, I don't know, yeah, they're, they're three, I would say, kind of softball-sized, just fabric balls that are pretty light, probably only a couple ounces, and you just throw three of them in with your with your laundry in the dryer, and they act similar to dryer sheets. Hmm. But I've been but I but I would be juggling those. <laughs> and then I finally realized I should probably get proper things to juggle, so I purchased some juggling balls from Amazon. Ah, nice. Yeah, it's just been I don't even know why. I it just kinda like it's just like a little I don't know. Like, it is just like a fidgety thing. Obviously I can't literally work and juggle at the same time in any real way. But it's a good, uh, just another thing to do with my body when I, you know, just kind of feel like pacing or whatever. It just gives me something to do, but I just need like five minutes to just like do something. And Mm -hmm. especially today, the best thing about it is I feel like I'm actually sort of doing something. But like today it was kind of gross outside, so I didn't really go for super long walks. But juggling, if you're wearing like a, a... fitness tracker watch thing it gives you steps <laughs> well that's not how it's supposed to work i mean it's it's fine trust me if you if you actually try and juggle for oh, like no. minutes on end yeah obviously no, i'm not actually out. getting steps but yeah 
It's not like I'm, you know, strapping my watch to a slinky and just swinging it up and down. <laughs> yeah, or like a cat and then putting a laser pointer all around the room. Exactly. So, that, that's been my my newest thing is I, I've been juggling, and Erin managed to teach herself how to snap over the last couple weeks. Wait. So I will just so I will just randomly hear her snapping in the other room at times or whatever, or if I'm just sitting next to her, she, she'll <laughs> just kind of start snapping. <laughs> and she was pretty convinced that when she uh, first started snapping, probably like a week into snapping with her right hand, she felt like she had like sprained her middle finger from doing it too much. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> That's pretty good. What? I have so many questions. <laughs> so she, I assume she didn't know how to snap before. Yes, that is a totally fair assumption. What spurred on the desire to want to snap? Do you know? I know these are questions I should ask her, but she's not here right now. I don't know for sure. I feel like what happened is she accidentally snapped, kind of. I don't even remember how this ended up happening, but she was just doing something with her hands, just kind of fidgeting with her hands, and made a a close approximation of a snap. Like, oh, it sounded more like a snap than not a snap. Mm-hmm. You know, for those of us like me who don't know how to snap, I'm very familiar with what not a snap sounds like when you try and mimic what other people do when they snap. Uh, and so it sounded like, yeah, it was kind of like a snap. And so Aaron got very excited and then just kept trying to do the exact same thing over and over and over again and slowly became able to snap. Are you jealous being you can't snap? No, not really. I can juggle, so... So it's okay. less useful for jazz, but I find more um, enjoy- enjoyment out of it than I would snapping. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. It could be useful for jazz. Maybe make yourself <laughs> look cool. <laughs> Maybe. In between your jazz performances. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I'm not jealous of not being able to snap. If it were like, if I couldn't whistle and Aaron could whistle, then maybe uh. I would feel worse. But, you know, all this is always going to be biased against my own experiences. I've never learned to snap. I've never felt it uh, stopped me from doing anything I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of a thing. Yeah, it, it's funny now that we have our, our things. And I wonder how much, you know, if she's like in the bedroom and I'm out watching something and I'll often just stand up and be juggling as just like another thing to do with my hands. And, you know, he you drop the the juggling balls which are basically like hacky sacks you drop Mm -hmm. them every once in a while so i'm curious if she has the same thoughts uh if she if she if she even hears it like i don't know how uh, um piercing i mean obviously less piercing than a snap but how the sound travels in the apartment compared to her snapping Mm -hmm. probably more your downstairs neighbors uh this is this is great we don't have downstairs neighbors oh i've never felt more empowered to just live my life (laughs) Nice. <laughs> like I never did anything in my San Diego apartment that involved the floor, really. Uh, if than... I could avoid it. Well, you walked on it. At least well, when I, I mean, was there. Yeah, yes, I did walk on it. But as in, like any sort of exercise, 
you know mm-hmm. like most of the body weight exercise that i'd want to do or like like you know you're kind of like stomping almost by design yeah. jumping jacks burpees. anything like that and i just wouldn't do it especially as as discussed on this podcast many months ago when i was informed by the downstairs neighbors that me going down the stairs often messed with stuff on their apartment <laughs> so anyway I've forgotten about that yeah so uh, so I'm very happy that we have no downstairs neighbors in our apartment building. The first floor is just like lobby space and everything, and we are, we're on the second floor. So okay. nobody below us. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. The only thing to worry about is whether our TV is too loud. But I'm pretty sensitive to that sort of stuff. I like all sounds quieter than Aaron typically does. So I think that I'm a pretty safe bet on that in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Noise. Made another pizza tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but that that's the uh, that was the end of our pizza dough, so I, I don't Ooh. think we'll have another one next weekend unless Aaron decides to make another batch of dough. But we have not discussed that yet. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Did you do anything for Pi Day? Uh not particularly, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um I thought about getting pie, but then I was like, I'm not going to buy a slice of pie because that's lame, and I shouldn't eat a whole pie, and I don't trust myself to buy a whole pie and not eat a whole pie. Mm-hmm. So uh, that leaves us at this crossroads of not getting pie, but um, maybe I'll – no, I shouldn't have a donut tomorrow because <laughs> that will lead to like three donuts tomorrow. Yeah. Well, we went through very similar processes. I was very committed to getting pie, but Aaron was increasingly against me getting pie for health reasons. And uh, so I went I went to the store and I was getting some stuff and I was like, "Well, if they do have like a single slice, I'll get it." But mm-hmm. they didn't. They only had in the frozen section like frozen slices of cheesecake and apple turnover things, which would have been fine but was not pie. So, mm. I did not no, purchase cheese, a whole pie. Isn't cheesecake like cream cheese pie? I mean, I did. I mean, I didn't want it either way. It was just plain cheesecake. Okay. It didn't strike me as something that would be particularly good, so mm-hmm. I uh, punted on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's daylight savings. Yeah, it is. I got it right this year. Woot woot. Do you ever think about daylight savings? Like, like, how do you learn about daylight savings? Uh, someone said, well, we all know from the past couple of years, sometimes by, uh, my clock changing and me being really confused all day until I end up recording with you. That is true. Okay. <laughs> um, alternatively, uh, someone like says something about it and I'm like, oh wow, it was, it's daylight savings time. Thanks for letting me know. Cause I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, for me, it's always like someone often work sometimes other some other entity inevitably sends me an email talking about daylight savings time and so that's how i learn i never learned once i was an adult i never learned any other way growing up it was always of course my mom and i have no idea how she knew about it so it's it's still a mystery to me how anyone's supposed to know but i was really thrown off i was having a short conversation with someone from college uh this weekend and they told me that they had thought last weekend 
with daylight savings. And I'm like, how could you possibly get daylight savings wrong by thinking that it had happened? Like, I don't understand how that could possibly happen because that requires two things. One thing <laughs> that you just didn't realize that all your, you know, you think that all your, all your clocks, including like your oven and microwave magically turn forward an hour. And second, it would require you to think about daylight savings before it happens. And I don't think that that's possible. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very frustrating. Makes me want to move to Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, luckily, it's not like I do anything on Sundays. Like, it didn't, it doesn't actually affect me. It's just that I have to WTF, go. WTF, bro. What? You don't do anything on Sundays? Well, not like time-sensitive things, I mean. We have a start time? Yeah, and we figure <laughs> it out, but like... I'm just giving you a crud. No, I, let me rephrase that. I don't do anything important on Sundays. That's even worse. You're just a <laughs> bot now. Now you're just being mean on purpose. <laughs> I would never. That was a lie. <laughs> oh, I'm reading this book, and I'm cruising through it. Which is good, because I really don't like it. Not that I don't like... Like, mm. I like the plot. The plot is solid. Well, I'm, I'm okay. It's science fiction, so, like, the plot is fine. Uh, if you just accept it, for the most part, it's pretty consistent. You just kind of roll with the 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 thing that it's putting forth. Mm-hmm. But the actual writing style just feels very juvenile. Like, it feels very cookie-cutter. Mm-hmm. Like... Every single time a character is introduced, the writer spends a paragraph explaining what they look like. And it never matters. Like, it doesn't matter what anybody in the entire story looks like. It is inconsequential to the story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, like, the sense that you get from this writer is that this writer feels like they're really smart and that they have to explain <laughs> more to you than you really need. Uh huh. Like, like a lot of times, instead of just being like, like, like implying something very directly, they will write the line that would imply the thing, and then like italics in two sentences, be like, "No, this is what I just meant when I said that." And you're like, "I get it. Like, come on, give me like, give me some credit that I'm following this relatively straightforward premise." Mm-hmm. So. It's actually gotten a bit better as the story has gone has gone along, and it's actually gotten into plot points. But, oh man, it's kind of frustrating writing. Makes me feel better about my own writing, though. Good. <laughs> Isn't that always the goal of reading books to uh, judge the author and make you feel better about yourself? I mean, I'm I'm a very not I'm not a very judgmental reader, so it always throws me off Bold. when I find myself judging a writer. Okay. Like, I I very frequently just take books as they come and don't really think too much about them in, like, the writing style sense. Um, So when something grates up against me that much, it's really jarring to me. Okay. I feel like I want to take five seconds to see if I can find a really glaring example for you. Okay. So, so the uh, the book is called Infinite by Brian Freeman, and the whole plot is that this guy is through someone else has 
sort of inadvertently figured out that they can travel between parallel universes involving themselves. Okay? Okay. So, like, you know, oh, I am, right now, me, Mark, I live in San Francisco because Aaron is here. But what if, you know, there's an there's an alternative version where Aaron went to grad school somewhere else and maybe I live there or whatever, and that would be like a very slight parallel universe. But there are ones where you, you know, branch off way, way more, right? Yeah. This is going all the way back to episode one, which I feel like is what we talked about then uh, in that not very good episode. Uh, but anyway... This that's that's the gist of this story is this guy can go between the worlds and in particular there's a version of himself who is a serial killer who also Whoa. can go but who also knows that he can go between worlds and is basically framing himself in other worlds. What if you know another version of you went and like mm-hmm. killed someone at your work? And kind of made you somewhat aware of it or whatever, left your fingerprints everywhere, but then they just disappeared. All the evidence points directly at you, but you mm-hmm. have no legs to stand on because you don't know what happened, but everything points that way. That, that's mm-hmm. the gist, right? So our main character is a version of himself who is trying to stop the other version of himself from killing a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So we're getting to this point in the story, and... You know, here's dot, 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 dot. This uh, doctor is saying, every version of yourself lives in its own separate world, and you can't visit those other universes. Dr. Breyer let all of that sink in. She took a sip of water from a bottle on the stool placed in the middle of the stage. Before she began to speak, I saw it again. Her eyes shifted to the balcony. She stared directly at me. In italics. Or can you... (laughs) okay i get it but it's an engaging enough story and i'm like 250 pages in that i'm just gonna finish it okay and that's what that's been my that's been a big part of my weekend is doing that okay but speaking of reading i'm very happy of this comic that i chose for you to make your way through today uh so i think we should move on (laughs) okay so, is that is that my signal here? We got medium large by Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, wait. Can I read? Can I like pre-read this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'll introduce it first. We got uh, we got medium large by uh, friend Francesco. <laughs> oh, I've read this name before too, Marsuliano. Works for me. Can I just say the implied curse words and then you bleep them out in post? Or uh, would you prefer me to call no, it... No, that's fine. That's fine. Bull at sign. That's, no, that's fine. That's fine. I okay. can bleep. Okay, that's a fair you. compromise. Because I don't know how else to like say that word. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll, we'll roll with it. I think I can handle it. I'm skimmed enough that I think I can handle it. Okay. So, we, we open in a scene. Uh... A parent speaking with, uh, holding a fine-looking plate that is broken in half. Saying, Billy, who broke my fine china? Billy looks up at the parent and says, not me. Standing next to Billy is a little, I don't know, nondescript person slash monster labeled, not me, who says, what? That's bullshit, Billy. Bull." 
You know I was out back planting heirloom tomatoes. You saw me. We even discussed how I needed to aerate my soil. And I'll be damned if I'm going to take the fall for you again. You smug Teutonic homunculus. Thanks to my criminal record, my wife left me. I can't get a line of credit. I'm on so many watch lists that if I sneeze, the CIA and Interpol collide in the middle of my shared 12-story junior studio walk-up. Oh, Jeffrey. Oh, uh, oh, Jeffy Butter. Jeffy Butter, double up on the dialogue, and you better start making your uh, circuitous dotted line path to your doom because you're dead, Billy. You hear me? You're dead. Me? Can anyone hear me? Ah, I'll just blow up the car. One thing I want to make clear for you comic aficionados who listen to this is that that the mom and Billy are two of the family members from the popular comic family circus. Oh. And that 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 is a common trope, especially as the circuitous dotted line path of... Where the okay. kids kind of wind their way through the house or the yard or whatever as a frame in the family circus. Okay. But. That was fun. Mm-hmm. God, there's some good words in there, too, that I only kind of butched up. You, did, I would say, to, to, ironically enough, that the two words that you said worst were Jeffy and Better. It seems like you never quite got the word better out of your mouth correctly. You kept saying, like, batter. Because I kept thinking Jif peanut butter. <laughs> so I kept wanting to say Jif butter. <laughs> okay. Despite me putting you through all of that work reading that, what I really wanted to talk about oh, is was the fine china. Oh, Okay. I'm curious about your thoughts on both, I guess, China as a thing, as a, as a, uh, you know, plateware that people have, but also uh, the broader, like, old or just fine, very nice things for special occasions. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that sort of stuff, maybe for you personally or just within your family, whatever. I'm not a huge fan of it. I guess my, I don't know, like my, I'm sure my personal beliefs are shaped by those of my parents. Uh, I think my mom is not a fan of it. I think she thinks China's stupid and annoying these days. Mm. Uh, So like, like, I don't think people get like China when they get married these days. Maybe they do. Uh, Because wasn't that like a thing that used to happen? It's like, oh, when you get married, you get like someone gives you a set of like fine China and like, yeah that's your china and but like like my sister got married and i'm almost positive they definitely didn't get china because my mom's like you're gonna have three sets getting passed down to you and you're not gonna want any of them mm-hmm. so why would we give you any more totally uh fair. yeah and it's like because we've dealt with like grandparents getting rid of the china and like passing it down in the family it's like well, well okay like yeah we'll take this but look we don't need this and like we already have like a set or two sets uh so like what are we gonna do with this one and it's like you can't even like donate it because like no one wants it yeah i feel like if you can put it in the dishwasher then like it's just plates then just give it to me it's just plates again Mm -hmm. uh it's it's just like plates and silverware and like that's fine 
but like I'm not gonna I wouldn't feel broken up when something inevitably breaks uh because I don't know I just I don't necessarily see a huge need for it in most people's lives like if you if you have a lot of I don't know like formal dinner parties or something where you're trying to like act bougie and impress people yeah go ahead have some fine china but just like I don't know having a large set of fancy looking plates that you have to wash delicately by hand just annoys me Mm-hmm. And I think it's silly. Yeah, like you can have nice plates that you save for special occasions. Just make them freaking dishwasher safe, okay? <laughs> like that's all I ask. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you're having a special occasion, like you don't want to make extra work. Like your goal should be to minimize your like kitcheny like dishes work, so you can spend more time in the special occasion and less time. Grant, like, Grant, that's what the help is for. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> I I I forgotten. Was just living in my own bubble where I'm my own the help. <laughs> um. Or yeah, the it, it is a very for. interesting. Like, there's kind of two sides to this that I've heard, and I, in terms of China as a thing, and like the general or the more broader sense of you know old people have all these fancy old things i Mm -hmm. i think that there is you know there is that sense that there there was a cultural shift that happened at some point where Mm -hmm. we've become a little less thing oriented or at least the things that we care about are different but but it's not the same uh, way to like flaunt something I, I, i'm not mm-hmm. quite sure if that makes sense but that that's what i've always treated that as is like oh you are a well-to-do person and so you have this china you have these fancy things and then there's the second part of okay now what do you do with it <laughs> uh and is there a correlation between let's say you wanted to have a fancy dinner party with your friends or whatever because that's just a thing you want to do you know that's your aesthetic um is there any need for something that requires more care? Like, like, is there not even for showing off, but, or not even also not even for part of the experience, but just for like marking the importance of the occasion that every aspect of this is different than the usual. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, you know, historically that's very different from what China initially was because, you know, when, uh, grandparents and stuff had that's had that. Uh, I don't think dishwashers were quite as prevalent as they are right now. <laughs> Good point. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I find that interesting. Of um, where do you uh, see uh, the importance of having something to denote when, like, an ex- you know, let me phrase it this way. Uh, more so, we. Uh, us millennials, if you will, try to be a bit more experience oriented. Mm-hmm. That's typically accepted. You know, not everyone's perfect. You know, every, everyone wants to have their nice things, but it's typically accepted that having experiences is a, a more fruitful way to live. It's better for your mental health, all that good stuff. But certain experiences may or may not require certain things. So let's say you're interested in the experience of, I would like to host a fancy dinner for my friends rather than just having people over for pizza and a movie. 
and I know that I will enjoy this, I know that my friends like this sort of thing, so let me try and run this, then uh, do you think that there is, like, a benefit to having something like China, or, like you said, just dishwasher-safe, fancy things that are only broken out for very, very particular occasions? Oh, was that an actual question, or was that a... That, that is a question. Like, where where do you find, or do you find any use in special things? Oh, absolutely. I love special things. It's just like, <laughs> dishes aren't a thing that I find that special most of the time. Okay. Like, if you want to have something special to, like, dishware to denote a special occasion, like, buy, like, the fancy paper plates, to, like, the China paper plates <laughs> or whatever. Like, now you can have fancy plates... And you don't have to do the dishes. Can you tell that I really don't like doing dishes? No, that, that's fine. Aaron's the same. Uh, but that's why I'm the dishwasher in the household. Nice. Wait, I thought you had a dishwasher. Well, I mean, I do. But I still am the one who mostly puts dishes in the dishwasher. And occasionally hand washes them when it's necessary or more useful. Uh-huh. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I like, I like things for special occasions. I don't think that's necessarily like, oh, if it's only for special occasions, it's pointless. But like, I don't know. Actually, maybe sometimes I do lean more towards that way. Mm-hmm. If something can only be used for a special occasion, like it is like too delicate for normal occasions or something, like okay, why do you got it? But like, so let me uh, let me reframe it though, right? Mm-hmm. What if you consider uh, like bone china as a specialized tool for a particular purpose? Depends how often you need to do that purpose. If you don't need to do it enough, it's not worth having. It, mm-hmm. But if you if you use it six, five, six times a year, heck yeah, that's that's a good use of that tool. But if it's a tool that you have for a job that you do once every 10 years, do you really need to take up that much storage space in your life with this tool that you virtually never use? Mm-hmm. That's fair. Like at that point, you might as well just like have a good friend who has the tool and like borrow it from them mm-hmm. or like, oh, this is bad, but like buy it from the store and use it and then return it in the original package and say, you noticed you bought the wrong tool. <laughs> Not sure how well that would work with China, but... <laughs> well, it wouldn't, but... Like, Perhaps a selection of hand planes. <laughs> no, it probably wouldn't. Uh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Haven't tried it. Okay. <laughs> See, those are useful tools that I use multiple times a year, so they're uh-huh. worth buying. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is a a sign of me becoming an old person already. Mm-hmm. Is I am like I am more empathetic to the special things for special events viewpoint, hmm. in a way that I obviously wouldn't have cared growing up. Mm-hmm. Because you know the only association then was either, well, I suppose maybe there was a small positive association because I almost certainly wouldn't have been trusted until I was much older to wash any of the stuff myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I definitely wouldn't have been on the hook for doing anything there. But, yeah, I don't know. I just find it that, and maybe it's that, like, now I'm in a spot where this is, like, 
the time where Aaron and I are establishing things for moving forward. Mm-hmm. That that it's just more on my mind. It's similar to our conversation the other week of not wanting to uh, let dinner happen all the time while sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. And wanting to, you know, reserve the couch for couch things and have the breakfast bar be for dinner things most of the time. Like, I, the one thing that I do see is, like, in terms of nice things for special occasions, like, if you want a nice thing for a special occasion that will be used consistently for a long time, like, I see value in, like, spending more money for something that's really nice for that purpose if you know you're going to use it, you know? Yeah. Like, paying for the the value of kind of that long-lasting value of, like, quality and durability. Yeah. Part of that buy it for life crowd. Mm-hmm. So I guess I shouldn't be expecting a dinner party when I whenever I'm able to come visit you. Oh no, we can have a dinner party, but we'll have Chinette. <laughs> Sounds great. It'll be great. What I, what I associate with Chinette is like barbecue. A week at all? We like Chinette bar- is like is like oh. the fancy family picnic on Memorial Day where you're at like grills out and stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I don't think I've had like good barbecue until since like last time that we were together. I think that's the oh. last like good barbecue that I had. And, Man, and, if mentioning... that's, and if that's your standard for the last time you had good barbecue, like that was like totally passable barbecue. Like it was pretty good, but it's it's far from like good barbecue. Yeah, but it was like definitely multiple levels up from like Lloyd's like barbecue sandwiches or something. <laughs> the Jack Daniels frozen pulled pork <laughs> yeah like like that was like barbecue that was like cooked as barbecue like i don't know how to like you know what i mean yeah no no i get what you mean what we'll have to do then is we'll have to do a similar trip that i did with my friend brandon for a spring trip spring break trip in college where we went to kansas city for more or less the express purpose of eating barbecue every single day we were there <laughs> You know what? That like, actually sounds kind of fun. Yeah. Like, we like, did other things. We found stuff to do in the area, but it was definitely our goal to go to a different barbecue restaurant every single night, and we did. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd low-key be down with that, but we'd have to come to an agreement that, like, we would be trying to search out the sketchiest, least known barbecue places. Like well, the sleeper picks, you know? Th- this is harder. So, uh, I mean, if we were to go to a different city... That would obviously be easier for Kansas City specifically. Like I had yeah. already been there. I've now yeah. been there twice, and uh, the most famous, uh, most well-regarded uh, barbecue restaurant is inside of a gas station. Oh, okay. Like, but it's not sketchy or anything. It's not. It's not a sleeper pick because it's it's sort of world famous, partially mm-hmm. because it's in a, gra- a gas station, but partially because it's really freaking good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, but you know, if we went to like somewhere in Tennessee or any other state in the South that has its own style of barbecue, I'd be down for that. Yeah. Well, we'll start our planning for when things get better. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm down. Sweet. Look, that'll be our, I would record live in that <gasps> case with you. Oh my gosh. While eating barbecue? <laughs> if, we, I mean, yeah, I if we and podcast at the same, oh my gosh. If, if we travel to a Dreams. third party location- I would record with you. Yes. I would not do so if we were visiting each other. 
unless it really was required. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily want to do it while eating barbecue. That sounds a little problematic, but maybe soon thereafter. Okay. We'll see. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll talk. Okay. All of my people will talk to your people. Okay. My people are kind of busy right now, but we'll, we'll they'll get you in sometime. Grant has brought Canderville by Darren Bell. We have a a man and a woman standing probably on on a city street. There's a there's a city uh, skyscraper background. The woman is saying, "I used to feel guilty that I was so beautiful, but then I realized it's like a public service, bringing beauty into the lives of the less fortunate." The man is now. Well, I suppose before he was also looking at her rather skeptically. He continues to do so. And the woman continues. It's silly to tell you this, but people say I'm as beautiful as a painting. And the woman in her mind is thinking of the Mona Lisa, while the man is thinking of the scream. <laughs> Lovely. Is that what the second painting is called? I didn't know. If that's yeah, it's, it's the screen by like Hedworth. Edward Munch or something like that. Sweet. Yeah, the scream. So, Mark, I want to talk to you about about aesthetic beauty uh, and things that you find beautiful. I'm I'm just looking for examples, and the types of things that I'm thinking about are like you can be pretty broad with this. Like, like you could say like, oh, the the smell of freshly mowed grass, or like the a finely reasoned ethical framework such as like Aristotle's Nicomachean ethics or like uh uh opening like a Is fresh this like a weird Easter egg with you that you want to cite a random really out there philosophical book in the last <laughs> month every single week? Is this, has this been a goal of yours? No. Okay, because you've done it every single week for a month. Really? <laughs> yes. Every single, I'm pretty sure at the second comic as well, you have randomly thrown out some very specific pull from philosophy huh? of a book title. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not sure I believe you that it's not on purpose, but you, you can continue. We're talking about aesthetics. I'm still not clear what the actual question is, though. Like, okay, I'm going to give some more examples. Uh, Like, uh... A, f- a freshly washed piece of china uh like a nicely patinaed like piece of metal um i don't know like but, what's something what are some things you find aesthetically beautiful that maybe most some people don't love or don't okay. see the beauty in um certainly a finely crafted sentence <laughs> feels like a jab but okay no that's not a jab that's just I'm just saying, like, and I'm specifically talking written most of the time. Like, I just, I find that very, very nice when one is pointed out or you just kind of notice one in the midst of reading. I'm trying to think if there's anything. Well, okay, another thing, I don't think that this is particularly unique either, but, you know, those few times when you have just been writing a lot by hand, and you look down at one particular instance of a single letter, and mm-hmm. you just think to yourself, 
that is the best I've ever written and probably will ever write that particular character in my entire yeah. life. Mm-hmm. That is very pleasing. Re- I remember retweet, retweet. I think it was during my internship, or maybe it was while taking notes in class. I don't remember. But I took a picture of my iPad screen after I had written a mew that I was very <laughs> proud of. I don't know if I still have that picture, uh, but I definitely remember taking it at the time. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. that world just so beautiful sometimes? It really is. The other thing that is also, it's like lightning in a bottle, is um, seeing your friend's face in a cardboard cutout statue about a dentist while at the zoo. Wait, what? Is my face in a cardboard cutout at the zoo? Yeah, let me send this picture to you. <laughs> what is this? What, oh You'll God. remember it. You'll Did remember it. Did I do it. something embarrassing? No, it's it's hardly embarrassing. That, That's fine. That means that it's certainly going to be embarrassing. No, okay, it's not a dentist, but it might as well be. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dang, who's that cutie? Like I said, lightning in a bottle. <laughs> oh, how did you? I don't. Rem... I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember this happening at all. Oh well, yeah. You specifically wanted a picture taken with you standing <laughs> in there. So that sounds like something I would certainly do. Uh-huh. So I, I believe that it happened, and that this isn't like some Photoshop picture or anything. Yeah. For 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 the listener, this is one of those typical a, a picture spot where there is a face hole where you can just stand behind it and put your face in there and take a picture. But in this particular picture, I took it probably because there were people around. I took it kind of off axis. So you can see Grant's entire body as he's trying to like put his hands up and like peering through it with a really weird smile. And hide Uh, behind this thing that's clearly designed for children. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's also, yeah, most five feet tall uh, for the tallest one. (laughs) So. But yes, it doesn't have broad no, enough shoulders to hide just me. A, <laughs> just those, just those little moments, you know. Yes, just like moments of wonderful joy. <laughs>